Agencies have seen IT investments pay dividends during the coronavirus pandemic, putting them in a better position to maximize telework and ensure continuity of operations. Some agencies are now taking the next step to robotic process automation, fielding bots to help employees keep up with their workloads. For more on how RPA has helped agencies keep pace, Federal News Network's Jory Heckman spoke with the Patent and Trademark Office's Acting Director of the Office of Organizational Policy and Governance, Rajiv Dolis. He also spoke with Mitch Winans, Special Assistant with the IRS's Office of the Chief Procurement Officer. There are lots of opportunities, uh, lots of low-hanging fruit for automation, especially for robotic process automation. If you look at across the agency, there are many, many manual processes that we are engaged in today where folks do road processes day in and day out. And our goal uh, with the RPA platform setup is to offer services in a federated manner to the entire agency so that the development of RPA bots can happen anywhere without any limitation or restriction. But eventually we bring it back into the fold where the governance is centralized, execution is centralized. The main focus is really to look at processes that are being executed by users and then take it so that you automate them from robotic process automation perspective. But at the same time, eventually we want to take them off of the user's computers and take them and put them in a centralized area where we can properly govern execution of these bots. Uh, We want to make sure that there's appropriate logging and authentication mechanism put in place, as well as governance for ensuring that the bots are not running amok and doing things they should not be doing. Initially, the low-hanging fruit is going to be our users using the bots on their laptop, making sure that the processes are getting automated, and then eventually moving them forward into a production environment. But then eventually, we do want to get to building intelligence behind this automation. Raj, I think you mentioned earlier in the conversation the goal of really moving the agency more towards bots on laptops and greater, I think, flexibility with automation and machine learning and things of that nature. I think that's certainly exciting to see that play out maybe in the near term, but I do think that a conversation that's going on right now is just striking this balance between authentication and access versus utility. I mean, these bots, they can run 24-7 if they really wanted to. But of course, things like identity management and making sure that they uh, don't veer off too far off course is another consideration. So the question I have for you, Raj, is just how do you strike that balance between identity management and automation as you're working through this? We are actually looking at that right now. And that's why I mentioned earlier that in the initial deployments of the bots that we develop, we are going to limit them to run them on users' laptops. The users have control on the bot that they execute and when they execute. That way we can manage and monitor usage patterns of the bots that are on the user's laptops or user's computers. And they are married to the user who is on the laptop with the identity of the laptop and the user associated with it. So we have a little bit of a control at that in this manner. But as we move forward, our intent is to move the bots from the laptops to centralized location and run them in an uh, what we call unattended mode. So we want the bots to be triggered by events that occur, either by events that occur or on some kind of schedule. So when we get into that mode, it is going to be incredibly important that we know which bot was triggered by what 
which bot was executed at what time through a, a nightly process or a scheduled process, and what did the bot really do? So the observability of the bot, the identity management around the bot, these are all crucial topics that we, we need to resolve, we should resolve before the bot sprawl hits us. And the bot sprawl is going to hit us. We know that because we're in a federated development model. We know that lots of our users are aspiring to develop their own bots and deploy them on their own laptops. But in the long run, that will change and we'll have a better governance. We intend to have better governance around the model of bot execution. Mitch, you had said in your opening remarks just what a time saver the bots that IRS has fielded has been. I know that's always the value proposition with automation and with RPA, but is there any other force multiplying effect right now that the IRS is benefiting from? Certainly the time savings is huge. Also, the financial savings is huge when you think about the level of certain employees and the amount of time that they have to spend on some of these very manual, repetitive, time-consuming processes. Um, It really does highlight that. But for us, I think right now, going through a pandemic or any kind of unprecedented situation or crisis, it's very challenging. I think it's very uh, distracting, if you will. And there's also uh, several new requirements, things coming uh, at our employees that they need to be able to quickly pivot and focus on. For example, with the COVID-19, IRS has a very large uh, role to play with the uh, economic impacts, payments going out to taxpayers. And so lots of those uh, requirements involve different procurements and contract support for that. There's also the normal tax filing season would have expired on April 15th. This year it was extended until July 15th. So again, the tax filing season that's normally three months was extended to almost six months, half the year. So the doors are open a lot longer. And again, I mentioned that because many of those requirements for the agency also require some additional contract support and making sure that we have the tools and resources and services to support that. So being able to rely on any type of tool that can help make our employees' lives easier and our jobs easier is key. So just thinking about some of the use cases where automation is ideal, um, reducing some of those common tasks such as queries data polls, those cut and paste functions, the data merging, all those things that are not the strategic high value activities that we want and need our employees to focus on. Right now, we need them to focus on customer engagement, industry outreach, really kind of seeing what capabilities exist in the marketplace, what are some of those key trends, and what are the challenges and pain points that our industry partners are experiencing as well right now when they're trying to understand some of these new contract requirements and opportunities and respond to them quickly in a high-quality fashion. Mentoring employees and just uh, there's a a lot of, uh, with the increase in the telework environment, there's a big need for us to be able to to better mentor uh, um, and kind of communicate and engage with our employees and just check on everybody and make sure that we're doing all right. So I think there are some, some of those key measures of ROI that we think of, of course, the time saved and the dollars saved increased compliance, things like that. But then there's also some of those uh, intangible benefits that we're really seeing right now just to provide some relief for employees and to help improve their experience and their experience for our customers. Mitch Winans, Special Assistant with the IRS's Office of the Chief Procurement Officer, speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. You also heard USPTO's Acting Director of the Office of Organizational Policy and Governance, Rajiv Dolas. Check out Jory's stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. 
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.